You are listening to music industry marketing. The perfect podcast for learning about the industry, social media advice, and much, much more. My name is Mad Lilywai, and I'm an artist manager and journalist. I'm also a fan of chicken nuggets. I sit down with influencers and musicians to talk about their careers and how they achieve success. If you love this episode, share with your friends or leave a review on iTunes. Whether you're in the car, walking the door, or just chilling at home, I hope you enjoy the show. Okay, so first of all, thank you for coming on the podcast. I appreciate it. Yeah, my pleasure. Awesome. It's great to actually hang out in person. So, the people who don't know who you are, do you want to just say a little bit about your origin story? Sure. Yeah. So, uh, just as a, a little bit of a preface, yeah. I'm Ethan Bear, mm-hmm. and I am owner of EDM.com and a partner in Artist Intelligence yep. Agency, uh, which is a record label and a publishing company. Of and how I got my start. Um, so I was a DJ in college, and I used the word DJ loosely. No <laughs> vinyl, no Serato, yeah. it was all, all Ableton, you know. Mm. Um, but I DJed for some college parties. It was a good way to make yeah. friends and share my taste in music and just mm. kind of be more active on campus. Definitely. And I got, I got to a point where I was kind of, in my, gr- in my group of friends, I was the yeah. music discovery guy, I would say. <laughs> That's and awesome. so it got to a point where a lot of my friends were always asking me for input and ideas on new music. And yeah, what you're like the go-to out. guy. Yeah, yeah, I was the go-to guy. So I started a blog. And, you know, I never had any intention of this becoming my business. Like that. I just started just, just to, happen naturally, yeah, just to I guess. share music yeah. with my friends. And I decided to take a year off after college. Uh, I was thinking about going to law school, but I figured I needed a kind of a gap year, mm-hmm. I guess, just to figure out where my life was going. Yeah. And I realized during that one year period that this little music blog that I started for fun was paying my bills. Not much more than that, but I was able helping to, you get by. I was able yeah. to live, you know. And for me, that was enough that I decided to kind of give it, uh, give it a go, so yeah. to speak. And it just kind of all happened from there. That's awesome. Um, so, how did EDM.com actually come about? Sure. Yeah. So. To give you a little background, uh, we started actually as dubstep.net. Yeah. I, my first, my original blog was Subsynthesis, uh-huh. um, which I loved, but it didn't really have kind of the mass appeal mm. of dubstep at the time. Like yeah. dubstep was just getting a lot of attention mm. at that time. So we got dubstep.net as our yep. first website, and slowly we started to incorporate additional genres of music into our mm. music promotional network. So we got trapmusic.net, house.net, yeah. uh, drumandbass.net, hardcore. So uh, pretty much all the EDM genres. All you the can EDM think genres. Yeah. yeah, our goal really was to have exact match domains for all the different genres of music. And initially, that was a really great strategy because if you were to search dubstep online, one It'll of the first things you'd up. find was dubstep.net. So I seen the, the SEO music. was right, pretty good. So it was good, really yeah. an SEO like domain Definitely. authority angle. Uh, the downside of that is by the time we kind of established ourselves in all the genres we were interested in, mm-hmm. we were running 15 different websites, which, which can were be all pain, essentially yeah. like the same website, but with different types of music. Mm-hmm. So it kind of just felt like 
every day was doing the same thing 15 times. That's annoying. So rather than running 15 separate websites, we decided we needed to consolidate everything into one yeah. platform. And by this point, this is a couple years down the road. I think it's like early 2013 or end of 2012. Uh-huh. And um, EDM... <clears throat> excuse me. No worries. Yeah, EDM was had really emerged as one of the... Um, EDM had really emerged as kind of one of the key buzzwords in the music space at the time. And EDM.com, we we did a couple different website searches and it happened to be for sale. Damn, that's pretty good. And so we reached out to the guy and ended up coming to a pretty good deal. He he had bought the website in 1996. Wow. And at the time he bought it, he had a, a choice between two different domains mm-hmm. he believed him and like his group of friends or whatever they believed it was bad luck mm. to have more than to buy more than one domain yeah. so he was choosing between two and the two that he was choosing between was edm.com and golf.com <laughs> and you know i'm sure now he probably regrets not going after golf mm. uh, but he was an engineer by trade and his kind of area of expertise was something called electric or electronic discharge machining okay and i don't to this day still don't really know what that is but that was his thing and so mm. he bought edm.com and he didn't really know like why people were interested in it now yeah. he knew it was something that like the kids these days think is cool um, <laughs> but it was kind of like a little bit he didn't know the true value of it of course um, so yeah you know we ended up getting a really good deal on that and consolidated all of the websites into edm.com and yeah. it was really kind of a perfect storm at just the right time when Definitely. that was a pivotal uh, the timing was perfect. The timing was perfect, and that was the big movement in the music scene. And mm. yeah, just everything kind of fell together, and that became a very dominant platform in the dance music space. Definitely. So, as you know, EDM.com has managed to accumulate over 1.7 million on Facebook, several hundred thousand on Instagram, and it's become one of the most reputable blogs within the music industry, essentially. Right. So what advice do you have for producers wanting to be featured by blogs within music? Um, I actually have some good good feedback on this one okay. in particular based on a recent article that you wrote. Yeah. A uh, recent post that you made. <laughs> but I mean, you just if you're looking at it from the perspective if, if you're an artist right yeah. and the artist just needs to look at it from the perspective of the blogger or the yeah. writer or the person at the publication that they're trying to get support mm. from and just you know put yourself in their shoes and understand that on any given day they might be going through a hundred or even a thousand yeah. emails or messages that are identical to yours exactly so what what makes yours stand out and what makes yours something that won't be immediately discarded Mm -hmm. and things that are immediately discarded is like blatant spam or you know easily copy anything that just like really really blatant copy and paste anything that just like you read it and it's immediately kind of like makes your skin crawl or you're just like turned off by it yeah so be genuine be authentic and get to the point you know you don't want to take up too much of the person's time but you want to get the message across Mm -hmm. succinctly in a way that's easily understood and get right to the point include the music include whatever definitely and then don't do like spam follow-ups because all that I get that all the time and I'm just a writer at the right yeah and I I get the mentality of like oh okay they must be busy so I'll just follow up yeah but for the most part, like most writers, most bloggers that I know actually do a really good job mm. going through all of their emails and all of their submissions yeah. and they take that very seriously and it's exactly. like kind of a point of pride for them. 
and generally if you're an artist and you haven't gotten a response it's just unfortunately because it's not gonna it didn't happen. get declined on that de yeah, occasion yeah and um it's better to move on than to become recognized as the guy who spams yeah exactly you know? like some people just take you on the chin and they go okay cool i'll just send you my next song when i release it in several months and it's like exactly. okay cool i'll be more than happy to listen whilst others may sort of get a bit offended and be like why aren't you featuring my song you don't know anything right. about yeah, music getting offended, getting offended is not a good strategy <laughs> exactly like that'll just make uh bloggers not want to feature you if right. anything yeah and another hard uh, this this angle is a bit more difficult, mm. uh, but I know it's certainly something that you advocate. Yeah. Is rather than diving right into asking for favors, mm. try and start some sort of a relationship. Exactly. You know? and like whether that's sending the person a message on Facebook, just saying, "Hey, I saw the newest release you guys put out on yeah. your label. I really love the vocal on that track." And like, mm. even if it's not like super, like you really want to be my friend, like creating rapport is exactly. important. Exactly. It, it's really important, and it's. It makes me much more likely to listen to your track mm. than someone else's because I know you. you exactly. Know? And like, at the end of the day, as a blogger, as a label, A and R going through submissions, you do have to try mm. and be objective. But we're we're subjects. We're yeah. people, and like interactions and relationships do it matter. It definitely helps. And as much as you try and like put conflicts of interest aside mm. and like really be unbiased, having a relationship with someone will always be helpful. So like exactly. trying to come at things rather rather than from an angle of how can I get what I need from this mm. blog come from an angle of how can we work together or exactly. what, what way can I create value for this blog so yes. that they want to work for me like make it a mutual thing rather than a please help me mm. well, I get a lot of people I mean I don't know about you but quite recently especially over the last couple of months I get messages of people just saying hey please feature my song right. thanks right. and it's like no like that occasion I probably don't even listen to the track because yeah. I'm not going to put in the effort of writing up their song, spending 30 minutes on that if they can't spend a two Right, and the thing on, is, yeah. is that may have been the best track you were sent that day mm. or that week or that month, but because they were rude or yep, because, you exactly. know, whatever. Exactly. That, it's, it's really a shame when like poor behavior yeah. or poor communication skills get in the way of talent. Exactly. So it's just about like being polite. You know, like, a lot of it comes down to just good communication mm. skills. I totally so one other thing you. I really do want to add though is don't get discouraged. Yes. Because I can't tell you how many artists will submit, you know, for example, on our record label side, mm. we have a, a submission portal or like basically yeah. a platform where artists can submit demos, right? And mm -hmm. then we go through all the demos and I can't tell you how often there's an artist that will submit 10 tracks, 20 tracks, every one of them gets rejected, wow. and on the 21st track we accept it and it ends up being a big release for that <laughs> artist. Wow. And it's only because they were persistent, but mm -hmm. on the flip side, I also probably couldn't tell you how many artists get rejected on the first or the second track yeah. and then either get pissed off or never submit again because they think that we don't listen to their music or whatever and exactly. it's, it's just about sticking with it. If you believe in your music and you're confident in it, mm. Keep submitting and good things will happen, you know? If you're confident in your own work, other people will be too. Awesome. Um, yeah, I totally agree with you. Obviously, people are... Like, I put a status up about a couple of weeks ago of how literally to get featured on blogs. 
and I saw some people saying, oh, but you guys don't listen to the music, you don't reply to the artists, and it's just like, yes, we do. Um, it's just a case of actually them putting the effort, uh, putting in the effort to make the rapport, make the relationship. Right. Yeah, for the artists to hear, we do want to hear your music. Yeah, we like, we need the content. Music. Yeah, exactly. Um, so what are your thoughts on blogs and sort of media sites in general? Do you think they're still as important as they were, or do you think that their use has changed, or what? Um, <laughs> it's a tough question because I'm involved in this scene, yeah. but I'm also, like on the one side, on the, on the record label business, the uh, role of blogs and media platforms has certainly changed a lot. Yes, so when I, I first agree. entered the space, it was really the, uh, the era of Hype Machine, mm -hmm. right? And Hype Machine drove massive traffic. Like having your track chart on, on Hype Machine could be a, uh, it could break a record. I know people who have done that, yeah. Um, and you get onto Hype Machine mm -hmm. by having your music featured on the right blogs. Yeah. So that right there created a whole sort of ecosystem where getting blog coverage was incredibly important. And mm. there was an entire industry of like publicists based around Hype, Hype Machine. Machine campaigns, which meant, you know, you had to know which blogs were feeders for Hype Machine and you had to get each blog to feature it 12 hours apart so that you'd extend the duration of the of the time yeah. cap on Hype Machine. And it was, you know, very complex systems mm. entirely based around the blogging yeah. industry. And now, Hype Machine is, you know, I don't even know if it's, I think it's still around, but it's like by it's no not, means. It's nowhere near as relevant. It's by no means relevant to like breaking records at this yeah, point. Yeah, of course. And uh, that definitely dealt, dealt a serious blow to the media space, but I don't think it made it irrelevant. Mm. I think that it has different uses, yeah. um, whereas in the Hype Machine space, it could directly drive streams, it could yeah. drive numbers. That's less so nowadays, even like the Rolling Stones and the Billboards mm. don't really drive traffic per se, yeah. or very rarely, but they do have a lot of kind of ancillary effects. Mm -hmm. So on the sync licensing side, for example, if your track gets featured in important publications, yes. then That's it. you know, video game studios and commercial agencies, That's they're more it. likely it's to want quality your music content, because, yeah. exactly, because it has sort of that cachet, it's cool, mm. it's in the public domain. Exactly. Um, also so, helps with booking agencies. Yeah, it also stuff helps like with booking agencies. It helps with even with record labels, not mm -hmm. on the numbers side again, but in showing them like, look, I'm recognized on more than just in my little community. Yes. I'm on an international space. You know? And that sort of helps progress their career. Obviously, they can use it as a stepping exactly. stone. Exactly. And then places. the one other thing, which again, this is something that you particularly have a lot of insight into. Yeah. A lot of media platforms have shifted to being all about, you know. I don't want to say print because it's not print; it's mm. a blog or it's di digital, uh, you know, articles. But a lot of the a lot of the web publications have shifted to more of like the BuzzFeed and like that yeah. type of content, where they're much more heavily dependent and uh, much more heavily focused on utilizing all of their social platforms mm. as well. Totally agree. So creating viral content yes. and using using the blog more as a central repository for mm -hmm. all of that viral content as opposed to accounting on the blog itself or the website itself to drive traffic. It's yeah. more of the hub for where all of the little viral pieces of content go that tra that drive traffic. Exactly. So, yeah, I think the role has shifted dramatically, mm -hmm. but the it, the influence and the relevance and the importance is still there. It's just about knowing where it's applicable and when to when to take that step. Definitely. So, obviously you're a pretty busy guy most of the time. 
most of the time. <laughs> um, so what are your thoughts on maintaining productivity, but also trying to get a social life? Do you think that you should sacrifice your social life to get a better career, or what? I mean, that's a, such a hard... I, I don't know if you could have possibly asked me a harder question. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a bigger one coming up, trust yeah, me. Yeah, that's a tough question because, you know, it depends on your objectives. Mm. Um, and it depends on your personality and it depends on, you know, what you get your happiness from. Yeah. I know people that, uh, and I have a lot of close friends, that honestly they live to work. Yep. And I'm sure I could find a therapist or a psychologist that would say, oh, they're compensating for something or yeah. whatever. But, um, you know, they love working and they get they get energized by working yeah. and it makes them happy. And finding that balance oftentimes isn't that important for mm -hmm. them, you know. But I know other people um, that if they don't have X amount of time to themselves or yeah. away from work, then it really starts to drive them crazy and their productivity suffers as a result and they lose passion in their projects. Yeah. So, you know, it's hard to say specifically. So it's um, dependent on the individual. Very dependent on the individual. But what I will say okay. is that regardless of the individual, it's very difficult in yeah. the music space. It can be very hard because a lot of things that in most like industries or in mm. most places in the kind of corporate world you would consider purely social life, mm. in the music industry a lot of times that's work. Exactly. So going to shows, Go festival a lot shows. of people would consider yeah. going to festivals and shows as purely personal social activity yeah. but if you need to be you know you're managing an artist or you're mm. doing a bunch of social it can be quite activations or you're taking meetings a lot of times you're not enjoying yourself at all while mm, you're there really totally you're agree. only doing work and so it can easily become where you're working and then you do these things that are social but all the social things turn into work functions and you really and start totally to lose overlap. your social yeah, life yeah. and from experience that can be very um isolating yes where even if you have a lot of friends in the workspace you start to lose a lot of your friends outside of work because mm. you're just so busy and it can take a long time to realize it's happening but it yeah. can have pretty negative effects so it is important to just make sure you are keeping time for yourself even if Definitely. it feels like it's like you can't afford to take the time in yeah. the long run you can afford to take the time and you need to or, or everything else will suffer as a result I totally agree with you um, so this is a question that I ask at the end of every single interview I do. I'm not, you might know it already. Um, but if the world was to end tomorrow, mm. what would you want future generations to remember you by? <laughs> <laughs> well, that, I, I, I call myself wrong before on saying that was the hardest question. This one's probably harder. Um, wow. Take your time. Yeah. Um... I don't even know. <laughs> um, I would want. Uh, well, is this like people in general, or people in the music space, or that are familiar in with general. the business? Oh, okay. Um, I want to. I want to contribute something to the world that'll uh -huh. really make a lasting difference. Yeah. And I don't really care if it brings me that much money or not. Fair that, that doesn't matter to me that much. Like I, I enjoy like the finer things in life, but. More important is knowing yeah. that I contributed to like making a dramatic difference. Definitely. And I know that's a you know very vague answer, <laughs> uh, but that would that would mean yeah. more to me than anything else. Of course, I mean. That's and if that's in the music good. space, if that's in finding some way to innovate payment in the music space mm. or innovate, you know how artists uh, how artists work together, how yep. they release music, how they create music, or 
if it has nothing to do with music, mm. something that would have a positive impact on a lot of people. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you very much for coming on. I appreciate it. Yeah, my pleasure.